Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. Yeah, this is going to be a spoiler-free and family-friendly Bachelor franchise recap podcast. We're excited. Yeah. We're hoping to launch other podcasts down the road that cover topics just about our journey as a couple and life on a day-to-day basis. But for now, we will start by talking about other couples and their journeys, which seems to be America's favorite pastime, if we're being honest with ourselves. I think that's baseball, but I digress. As a baseball nerd, you love both. Of course. So I thought the best way to introduce who we are is to talk a little bit about our story and then in bachelor style, ask each other some questions about what we would do with if either of us found ourselves on the franchise. Um, but Zeke and I have been married for almost three months now, so we're a pretty new couple, and we met at the beginning of the pandemic, so um, I've had a few people say to me that our relationship has kind of modeled a bachelor relationship moving super fast and um, ending in an engagement within six months. But I'd say that that's the nature of the beast with meeting someone during COVID and not really getting to go on a traditional date for months and months, but just spending that quality time together, really talking about what's most important to us. So we are living in mid-Missouri. I'm going to graduate school and Zeke is working for the government. So we like to say that we are... Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation because we both love government work and they seem to fit our personalities pretty well too. We'll have to see who our bachelor spirit animals are too as we continue watching the show. I've been watching for about eight years now and Zeke is new. Um, Yeah Zeke when did you start? The first season I saw um, well actually the first uh, episode I ever saw was actually the premiere of Nick Files season um, being the lead, uh, it was just kind of random. I was visiting some friends and they were watching it. And so I just kind of sat down and watched it. I remember that there was this crazy girl named Corinne who I know caused some crazy drama in the following season of Bachelor in Paradise. And there's also the girl in the shark costume, but she insisted that she was a dolphin. So that was pretty funny. Alexis, my namesake. (laughs) But, um, how fortuitous, but, um, the first full season I watched and subsequently got very into the show, was Peter Weber's season, and that was a wonderful disaster. The best. Well, we have been watching a few seasons now during our relationship journey. We saw Clarentatious' season, Matt James' season, and Katie Thurston's season. And then we just finished, obviously, Bachelor in Paradise, which we'll give our quick thoughts about that at the end of this episode. But to get things started and get to know us a little bit more, Zeke, if you were on The Bachelorette, what would be your intro sequence as you came out of the limo? Well, I mean, I think that if I'm honest, I don't think I could pull off a kind of goofy or weird one. Um, I think it would be pretty uh, on par for me to just kind of keep it simple. Um, You know, have some nice words that I've thought through. Um, but I also think that it's pretty key to 
have some kind of item that you can give the lead so that they you know can have it in their pocket or you give them a letter or something just something memorable that kind of helps you stand out more than just you know wearing a cat costume or like goat hooves <laughs> yeah you're very strategic I know that you would think it out and you're a romantic which is why I love you I simply would come in with a donut and tell them that they don't know what they're missing if they don't come find me inside so I would win the pun game and if I was feeling really frisky I might even ask them to eat the other side of the donut while I have the other half and then you know we end in a lady and the tramp kiss right off the bat so I can say I'm the first to kiss him but you know probably wouldn't happen I'd be too scared (laughs) you're the one that kisses best (laughs) that's true so what would be your typecast on the show what would America think of you as your label if you will well see I don't know um you might have to help me with this one because you've seen more of the show than me um so I don't know who I could compare myself to you're definitely the good boy I think you have that (laughs) flirty side that comes out unexpectedly and I feel like maybe we would see that in a one-on-one if you were given one um but I think ultimately you are a bit too quiet (laughs) for some of the loud personalities that they cast as the bachelorette oh for sure um and so you need someone that's really willing to invest in you and like see all sides of you um so yeah but I wouldn't win either so don't take it personal I feel attacked um (laughs) yeah I think it's it's funny even you know you sometimes see and I mean you I guess you always see is all the contestants end up even the ones that fight on the seasons kind of become really good friends. And I feel like it may be difficult for me if I was, you know, on the show to get really chummy with the rest of the cast. Um, I think I may end up being, I kind of made, I I could potentially turn out to be a little bit of maybe a loner. Um, But yeah, no, I think that, you know, I I could be the guy that is maybe quiet, um, maybe a little reserved, um, but can be surprising and, um, depending on the situation can get really into stuff. Um, and, but then also surprisingly romantic, I think. Well, I've seen all those sides of you, so I must agree. I feel like my typecast, um, is golden, but I must admit that I did not come up with it myself. This is a submission from one of my best friends who watched The Bachelor consistently with me before you and I were a married item. So this is what she says about me. You're the small town Midwest girl that comes from a super close family and faith is everything. You get the first impression rose because you remind him of what home feels like and you're sweet so not super dramatic in the house. Ultimately it won't work out because your religious values won't align enough but it was a valuable experience and ended on good terms. Top eight contestants and a fan favorite. Ba-boom. What's your dream bachelorette date? I think it's your turn to go first. Okay, so bachelor date for me. Well, I would rent out the entire Eiffel Tower. Because City of Love, baby. And there's a really good restaurant on like the mid-level. So we could get like a private chef. And then we could make our way up to the top and have the best view of Paris. 
And then, of course, we need a famous, semi-famous emerging artist to come and serenade us, as they do. And then, of course, fireworks all over the night sky. Um, And that, I think, would be my last positive interaction with the bachelor like it would be the big one like oh man Lexi's gonna go till the end and then like suddenly we would taper off and I'd be sent home we'd like fizzle out but that would be an iconic date and everybody would love it including myself uh a I did not know there was a restaurant in the Eiffel Tower I uh I think just thought that it was like most of the tower is and just like metal trusses and stuff well we gotta go honey that sounds great um, and then B, I think that is actually potentially feasible, uh, since you would be on The Bachelor and they definitely seem more interested in spending more money on The Bachelor than The Bachelorette. Mm, so I think, <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is just facts. Yikes. Um, I think for me, um, and I kind of, I don't know why this popped in my mind because I know it's one that you would not like. So maybe this is a bad, bad go for me, but, um, I think that, um, I think that, uh, romantic horseback ride um you know we're traveling to colorado and um we're near some mountains and so we take a nice horseback ride and some beautiful scenery maybe it's fall um yeah i guess it could be fall for the bachelor and um you know there's aspen trees they're yellow it's just a beautiful day and we're riding horses and it's lovely and we have a picnic lunch and you know and then just go from there but i think (laughs) that that would be and I know you hate horses, um, which is very sad, but I think that that can be overcome. Sorry, I don't want to alienate any of our horse girl listeners. Much yes. respect. Yes, she has She has legitimate reasons. <laughs> well, I hope you learned a little bit more about us. Um, we are excited to just see um, Michelle begin her journey soon and on our next episode we'll introduce you to the guys that are vying for her heart but before we end today I just thought we could share some quick thoughts on the Bachelor in Paradise season that just wrapped up as many of our listeners are coming right off of the emotional drama of that season um, but also all the love stories that we saw unfold in Mexico so Zeke what did you think about your first official live watch of a Bachelor in Paradise season yeah well I mean as you as you alluded to there this is the first one I've seen live um we actually did watch season one of Bachelor in Paradise um we you know downloaded some episodes on Hulu to watch on the plane on our way to our honeymoon um we're true fans yes so we watched Bachelor in Paradise season one uh, on our honeymoon, um, as we are ourselves in paradise. But yes, so it's it's kind of interesting um, to go from watching the first season, um, which it was the first time they'd ever done it, and nobody really knew how it worked, um, to then going to season seven, where they had an off year because of the pandemic. And um, so they kind of were pro- probably going a little bit all out um, just because of that. And then just seeing, I mean, there's some stuff that was introduced. I mean, Wells wasn't in the first season at all. Um, and like, there's no boom, boom room. So I didn't know how that worked at all, but yeah, so it's, it's just kind of interesting to see that jump. And I do hope to eventually go back and see all the other seasons of Bachelor in Paradise as I go into the back catalog and keep watching. But, but yeah, I think that in general, one of my thoughts is that as always in the Bachelor, I think that there were some pretty significant I'll call it preview baiting 
the notable examples that came to mind off the top of my head were um, The Storm, which, I mean, The Storm, it was teased. I, I feel like they only really teased it the episode ahead, um, but it was supposed to be this big thing, you know, it's paradise over. And they literally went to the hotel for a night and then came back the next morning. So that was a little bit anticlimactic. Um, it was funny because I was, I think you remember this, I was very confused when they had teased when Damar came down. And I like kind of, I fell for it. Um, I was very confused. I was like, wait, when is, I thought Damar, where, where's the Damar and Marissa storyline? I thought that he and Riley were going to have drama. And you said, oh no, that that's all it was, was just, you know, him talking to her and her saying that she was kind of had him in mind, but nothing came of it. And then of course, at the very end, Kendall had to come and talk to Joe, but nothing came of it. It was just kind of weird and awkward, but um, you know, I think it helped Joe kind of figure stuff out. But yeah, no, overall, I think it was really fun. I mean, there was some really good drama, but yeah, I mean, we got three engagements. That's that's a lot. I think there were only two on season one. But yeah, and then um, I think that the um, the rotating celebrity hosts were pretty fun. It, it, I don't know. I think it it kind of added some fun elements to the show. They each kind of did their own thing. And then, I mean, I think people are talking about this and we'll have to see, obviously not, it's not starting yet, but it, it does kind of look like they're kind of prepping Wells to maybe be a permanent host. But I also think that it's possible that, you know, with kind of how the Chris Harrison situation went down, um, I think they may also just kind of be wary of having kind of a permanent longtime host um, in case something like that happens. It kind of, you tie your brand to one person and people are not perfect and they make mistakes. And so, you know, if you have built your brand around a person, um, in some regards, I mean, I don't think the franchise has suffered much without Chris Harrison. It's kind of strange to all of a sudden have him not around, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's, you know, robbed from the show at all. And I think it's actually kind of fun to have other people besides just him. Cause you know, he's kind of down to a science, you know, all the stuff he says. So, you know, it was fun. I didn't, I didn't win our league in, uh, whatever it was called, the, the Rose League. Rose League. I yeah. was the winner. We competed with Zeke's cousins, and I came out number one. Yeah, I don't know. There's some kind of maybe sense. The woman's intuition, I think, is what we can chalk it up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did love this season as well. I thought it was very produced, but we're here for it. That's what makes good television. And I think you're right about the preview baiting. It was chalked up to be something more intense than it was. But the producer still had a hand in the timing of bringing people in and out. And even the fact that Ivan saw information on a producer's phone. I mean, what are the odds of that? I don't know. I just think there was a lot of production. But we love it. Um, in terms of the couples that got engaged, I am super happy for all of them. Um, some surprises, others pretty expected. I'd say that I'm shocked that Kenny and Mari progressed to a level where they got engaged, especially because Mari was second guessing their relationship at the beginning and then Kenny proceeded to go on dates with two other women and go pretty far with Demi. So here we are, they're engaged and Um, It took Kenny 40 years and only a little bit of time in Mexico to really know he was confident about who his future wife will be. So 
um, more power to you. Um, maybe they can start managing a more than just a boy band, but you know, get a co-ed type thing going. We'll see. I hope that as Riley and Marissa were watching everything back or will watch it if they haven't already that when she was telling everybody that she was in paradise specifically to meet Damar I hope that that didn't cause any ruffled feathers between them um because definitely um she does have strong chemistry with Riley but her uh priorities were elsewhere at least temporarily so I don't know just curious how they handled that but I think overall, I really liked who they brought down. And I was a little bit worried about how large the cast was. But I think it really worked. I don't think that anybody got lost um, in translation. I feel like we saw a little bit of everybody's storyline. And that, you know, everybody played some sort of role on the beach. So I really loved that. And I predict that even... As we move past COVID and we don't go so many seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette without a Bachelor in Paradise, we might still have these large casts and they might really pull people from out of the woodwork to come down because that large number worked for them. And it's just more personalities, more people for Bachelor Nation to cling on to. So that could be something that we see in the future too. So Anyway, thank you all for listening to our first episode. We're so excited to go through Michelle's season with you all as our first season covered on In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall. Follow us on Instagram at Long Haul Podcast. And if you ever have any notes or questions that you want to submit to us for us to just answer directly or answer here on air, you can email us at longhaulpod at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, we're just getting our DMs on Instagram. That yes. probably works even better. Duh, social media. <laughs> we love it. Well, we will see you all in a few days to go over Michelle's men. And you can hear all our thoughts on the new group of men vying for her heart. Yeah, that'll probably be um, a much longer episode because I think that we're going to go through the full bios and kind of give our first impressions of these men they're gonna come try to get michelle's heart so who will get our first impression rose among her men tune in to find out we'll see you next week